Kevin Marcus Miller, Setbacks to Comebacks podcast. This episode is sponsored by allapproach.com. Welcome to Setbacks to Comebacks. What's going on? This is Kevin Marcus Miller. Some of you have probably seen this guy before. If you're watching, um, if you're listening, then you've definitely heard me talk about this guy before. He actually is directly responsible for taking me from 1,000 followers on TikTok to 37,000 followers in less than 90 days, which is absolutely insane. I was not a believer in TikTok before I met this gentleman. And uh, yeah, he proved me wrong. <laughs> he proved me wrong in a big way. Not only that, but uh, he's actually got a hell of a story and we have some things in common too. So you guys know I'm really big on bringing on guests who also have setbacks and use that as fuel to bring about their great, you know, their greatest comeback. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Oh, stop. What's up? What's cracking? Appreciate you for having me on. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Good shit, man. Good shit. Okay. So people, this is going to be different because we actually know each other, know each other and our mannerisms. So yeah. So I'm going to ask you straight up, like, this is probably going to be kind of a blunt question. <laughs> But I don't think I've asked you this yet, bro. If you had to pick right now, if you like, if somebody said, listen, I'm going to pay you a million dollars and I want you to exit your business and I'm going to, you know, invest in it and you, but you're, you know, you got to exit and you're going to sell your company. Would that ever, would that ever cross your mind to do something like that? Or do you just love this internet shit too much? Um, well, if I could, if I could pick my next venture, yeah, it would just be to do what I'm doing, but more in person. So instead really? of yeah, one hundred percent. So instead of going live in front of two hundred people, I would love to speak in front of two hundred people in person. Um, instead oh, wow. of being in a cohort of ten people online, you know, like Zoom, yeah, I would love to do it like, uh, like a a week workshop with people or something you know Tony like, robbins retreat yeah 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 yeah. if if someone came huh. to me and said look um you could do what you're doing right now all in person i would i would say let's do it like w w you know a stamp of a finger for sure yeah. um you know if someone were to say like a million dollars you know and, and you could do whatever <laughs> you want like but you couldn't have your accounts again you couldn't have your clients again i would say no i yeah. mean because i just you know, the, the, I know how big I can grow this to, and I just, I know how valuable attention is. Mm. Um, so yeah. Okay. What about 10 million? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta ask. What about 10 million? I'm just curious. I really want to know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 10 million is a lot of money. Might consider it. Yeah. I, I might have to, might have to think on that one. Cause yeah, yeah, I was, th I was, I told you before we started, I was like, man, I had a breakthrough kind of today. And one of the things I was thinking about was, wouldn't it be just kind of cool if we, we kind of actually went back to the old school and didn't do social media? Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be kind of cool? Like badass. Like we taught people who were addicted to social media, how to get off it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're that saying like a, like a retreat in person almost, you know? Yeah. And I think that's going to, I think that's going to, I, 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 I was talking to this uh, about this with one of my friends. I was like, I don't know how long this is going to last in terms yeah. of like all of us being online. Uh, and it's not just like social media, like 
content creators, it's it's everyone working remote jobs. Like people, majority, like you don't have Yikes. to leave your house anymore. And majority of people don't even leave their house. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I feel like this is like kind of like a bubble mm-hmm. where, you know, at one point it's just going to pop and, you know, people are going to go insane. I mean, people are already going insane. True. Um, and I think, I think a lot of companies and I think a lot of creators are going to, to seek out in-person activities, in-person events, in-person experiences. Um, and I think we're going to see that in the next three to five, 10 years for sure, especially in the creator economy. Yeah. It's going to be almost like a safe haven or a retreat back to like the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I mean, cause think about it. Content creators don't have the, you know, the lunch break with the, the, the people in the office. They don't have the, Hey, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk, let's chat by the ice cooler chat about Susie and John right. and who we like and who we who don't. They married. don't have any of that. Yeah, exactly. They don't have any of that. And so I think creators are really going to get, I mean, I know just from experience, a lot of creators that are mm-hmm. lonely and they're going to seek out that. Oh my goodness, um, bro. That actually yeah. could be your business model real low key. Yeah. Cause like if you catch I'm, it right, bef- right before spicing. the wave, it could be like I'm a WeWork. Yeah, I know you. But like almost like a WeWork, but not only yeah. just for creators, but like it's actually a workplace. Oh, Whatever. shit. <laughs> Don't steal our shit if you're listening. I, I'm, I'm cooking something up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chefing. Chefing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you 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 started doing the cool post, the lifestyle post. I saw. I fuck with it. So you got yeah. like the, you know, by the pool and all that stuff. What inspired that? Was that just like, man, I need some cool content, like versus your typical video style stuff you do? What what inspired um, that? Well, we act. So the majority of those clips were uh, my friend and I at St. John. We were shooting for um, a villa agency and uh, a boat charter company, and so and I was like the oh. actor. And so it was kind of like knocking two birds out with one stone. Mm. We would have to shoot for them, but I could also utilize that for like lifestyle content, B-roll content. Wow. You know, if I'm talking about, you know, if I'm talking about financial literacy or investing or like investing in yourself for experiences, you know, I can kind of utilize that as B-roll. Mm. That's how it kind of came up. And and it was, yeah, it was just like- Oh, fire, um, right? Yeah, knocking two birds out with one stone. And it was kind of like, like a paid you like an in- Yeah, it was like an influencer yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Do, yeah. do, do you feel like people, um, someone told me this today, they said that fuck being an influencer, be a thought leader. Do you, do you agree with that? Or do you feel mm. like, uh, what do you well, think? Well, I think they're two completely different things. I think when you think of an influencer, you think of obviously someone that relies on promoting brands. So dancer, yeah. pranksters, right? Like in, in majority of these people aren't really thought leaders. I mean, it's not like they're like, you know, Tony Robbins, they're they're trying to, you know, change the world and change the way you're thinking. No, they're just giving you a spice of entertainment. And so I think they're two completely different, you know, like I am not dancing. I'm not an influencer. I, you know, major- I'm, I'm, I'm a content creator because majority of my uh, income comes from my business Got that it. I've built from my, my, my yeah, audience uh, from being a thought leader, from providing value and it- connecting people on an emotional level to solve a problem. And then obviously my business is the solution for that problem if they choose to invest uh, in, in, in themselves with me. Um, but yeah, an influencer would, would, I mean, it's just, it depends on what you, you know, who you are and what you want to do and what you want to be known for. 
for kids that are younger, they probably want to be an influencer because it looks flashier and probably mm -hmm. in, the, in their mind they think it pays more. But when you really calculate it, thought leaders probably are way more paid, right? Uh, yeah, it, well, more sustainable. It's like I would a, say, like a Tony right? Robbins. Because, yeah, yeah, way more sustainable because um, you know, with when you're an influencer, brand deals can come and go. And views can come and go. And that rely, you know, that's in relation to your rates. So if your views come and go, your yeah. rates going to come and go. Brand deals working with you are going to come and go, right? Mm. And if you're a thought leader, you can leverage the attention you gain from your thoughts. And, and, you know, and, okay. and so, um, and I think, you know, younger kids could be thought leaders too. You know, I always I've say, seen that too. You're right. I have I seen always say I always say, you know, beginners can help beginners. And heck, yeah. you know, if if you're 14, 15, 16 or like a 12 year old even, that's just a master at like building Legos. Heck, create some YouTube videos, create some, you know, TikTok videos talking about it. And maybe, you know, some kids can buy your ebook or book a one on one call with you to to build a Lego set with you. Like yeah, you can genius, get really bro. creative. Yeah, you can get really creative with it. And even gaming too. Right. I was thinking about this too. I was like, you know, because uh, I don't really work with gamers. However, I would work with gamers that were like A plus players because okay. the A plus players they train in the games. They go into like the free game, right? And they train. They like do the whatever the game is. They're they're training because they right. want to get better. And so if they have like training routines, if they have like training maps like an or whatever, yeah, they could sell uh -huh. that as a digital download to make passive income. But also, I, you know, share their knowledge on how they were able to become good at the game in their content. People are like, oh, I want to learn from this guy. Let me hop on a call and be like, if you're in this predicament, in this match, what are you doing? You know, like. This is interesting. Because yeah. I remember you told me you used to do gaming when you were a kid as well. Mm -hmm. Not as heavy as now. But and, and back then, did you actually ever think that deep about it or never? Well, not really, because I wasn't that intelligent when it comes to the digital products and services. Yeah. But I did know that in order to be like, in order to garner attention as a gamer, you need to be either really good or really yeah. funny. Okay. You can't be like semi good. You can't be like semi funny. You have to be really good or really yeah. funny. And so, you know, the really funny gamers, they can't really sell an ebook or something like that. The really good ones can. Um, yeah. You know, so there's a difference in that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, and I was just, I was just kind of doing it for fun, but I also knew yeah. that I was going to play a role in social media some way, shape or form. It was almost like it was in, it was in your, uh, atmosphere, but you didn't know where it was going to land. You just, yeah. Get in your tool And I chest. just knew that this is where it was going. I knew that like every, every, like everything was going to be on social media. Every this topic. Twitch I mean, or YouTube? Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and okay. I, uh. But, you know, it was mostly just, like, gaming and, like, pranksters yeah. and, like, you know, like, general uh, topics. Like, maybe news is out there. But, like, now you're seeing, like, roofers. You're seeing landscapers. Right. You're seeing, you know, plumbers even. Or, you know, people in real estate, people in finance, people in investing. Like, every niche is now on social media. Right. And that's why I think, like, everyone should be creating content because – you can garner attention around anything you do, especially if it's like a hobby you're really passionate about or mm -hmm. if it's a new career you're pursuing and you're just getting started. Like, document that. And if you get good at that career, you now have a catalog of you doing the thing. Okay. Um, you know, and, and people are able to trust you more.
because you know mm. someone like Amon Gadzi is a perfect example. He started filming vlogs when he was like 17, 18 years old, <laughs> and now he's like 24, 25 or whatever, and people just love him, and, and, and people were like thought that he just came out of the blue, but he's like, no, I've been creating YouTube videos for mm. eight years. You just, well, you, you know, yeah, so that's like that social proof, uh, and, it, and it just shows like you've been in it, um, and you've been kind of documenting this journey, and you're not just like a one-hit wonder or pretending to to be mm. good at this thing. And obviously doing social media looks glamorous, looks fun, but you and I know it's, it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is like um, the, the fake it till you make it is just not going to be as sustainable as it was. Uh, you know, you might be able to get away with it for three, six months, but you know, people are going to, people are going to really test you. And, and so like what I'm trying to go with this is like doc, like literally truly document, document. like it's really getting to that authentic stage to where it's like, not everything is glamorous. Like there are struggles. I am thinking this way. I'm in this position. I'm going to take a break off, like, and share that with your audience. Don't just be. You know, I made this, I made that, I'm perfect here, Man. I'm I have an amazing mindset because those days are over. And I think especially with newer creators, you have a unique advantage to relate with with people that big creators can't. You look at Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, sure. and many people view them as as someone like on a pedestal, and it's very hard Man. to relate to them. How can you relate to someone that's speaking on a stage in front of two thousand people? Oh. When you can re- when you can relate to someone that's speaking to the exact struggles that you're facing and in their plan on how to achieve the, I mean, overcome them. Yeah. Um, you know, and someone that ha- might have a massive influence, might have two, three, four, 500,000 followers, uh, but is speaking to you like you're a normal human, like on a FaceTime call. And also you ever notice in a lot of those engagements and things like that, if you watch the videos, you can tell that they're not really speaking from a place of relatability anymore. It's almost like it's intentional and they're okay with the fact that they're yeah. gonna give you generic and you're like, we're just gonna accept that? That this is yeah. Good? I, I I'm curious. Why do you think that's okay for big big creators, big celebrities? They well, don't I have to they, necessarily be as relatable or good. Do you think? I think specifically for the people that are on stage, it's very very hard to give advice to people because of the mm-hmm. amount of context you you're limited to. Like okay. when someone gives you a question of like, hey, you know, I'm feeling this way, that way, whatever the case may be. Like I need some advice, and these people just act like they have all the context in the world to give this person advice. It's very tricky, and so they keep it very general for safety. Uh, because yeah, for safety, mm-hmm. and then but they also I, I mean I'm sure that they're thinking of like making it a clip because you know you can only do so much with speaking in front of two thousand people, but if you speak in front of two thousand people and you you articulate whatever you're saying in a right way, that'll get out to million people or 10 million uh, people on social, that's your way better. And Gary Vee even says this. He's like, I do speaking engagements. It's like majority of my speaking engagements and podcasts uh, at a discount or sometimes for free just so I can get the content. Wow. You know, the unique that's content. Deep. Because he knows if he does a podcast episode for 15 minutes with someone that's super, super, uh, you know, low in terms of followers or that's anything, right. not only is he boosting their credibility up, but he knows that this person is going to be so prepared to ask him some, you know, very unique right. questions that he can gain unique value from, which will then return into content. Damn, bro, that's actually genius. That actually explains yeah. why, you know, when I 
get big guests like yourself on the show. Like I had um, Clinton Sparks. He's like one of the most iconic radio DJs of all time. Yeah. And I asked him really, really particular questions and it, and the whole conversation went like a completely different direction. He was blown away. And that yeah. touches on what you're saying because if you're a creator listening, you don't think in your mind that these people will talk to you, but if you really think about it, that's because you're putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. What if you put yourself on the pedestal, ask anyway, and then just show up to the interview more prepared with no general questions? Right. It's a, yeah. it's a win-win, really. And yeah, exactly. It's a win-win for you and the person because they, yep, because they're going to dive into specific value they haven't dove into on uh, stage. Mm-hmm. So your parents, bro, like when they when they were thinking and watching you game and do all these things and your your master plan and. I know yeah. you also left school as well and or didn't go to college. And when I when you told me that, bro, I was like, I wonder what my mom would have said if I said, Yeah, I'm not going to college. Yeah. How did you have like real shame about that, bro? For a while. I wouldn't say I had shame. Um yeah. I would say it, it was a big thing in, yeah, in the I household bet. for a couple of weeks. Um yeah. I knew it was gonna become a big thing. Mm-hmm before i started like really my entrepreneur journey which started like august of 2020 i started doing e-commerce and all that and then stopped doing that then got into content creation but so i had about two years at that point in august of 2020 i had a hardcore conversation with my parents and i was like i don't want to do the traditional route what is like what will enable me to go my route and the the core of it is they just want to make sure that i have enough money to support myself and a family which i totally get yeah and so I knew that I needed to have some ammunition. I knew I needed to have some leverage when it, when the time would come on uh, to me either going to college or or not going to college. And so I had about two years to to get some money, so that way I could be in the position to make the the decision I wanted to make. You compromised with them, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, senior year, like end of senior mm-hmm. year, I probably made you know over sixty seventy thousand dollars. I've been more than a teacher made in six oh, months, oh. you know? And so, <laughs> I, I, so oh. I knew that I was in a, in a, in a right uh, position to make the decision of not going to college. Yeah, because and a lot of kids don't leverage. get there. Right, they and so I knew like, I, I always think worst case scenario, I, I got this from one of my trainers when I played hockey, is like, ex- uh, expect the worst. You know, and so with this, I I expected the worst that like they were either like you either go to college or you move out. Right. And so I was like, all right, I need to get enough money to where I could be like, all right, if I need to move out, I'll move out. If they force me out, I'll be like, all right, I'm out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, luckily they they don't want me to leave. I don't want to leave. They're okay with with me, you know, not going to college. Um, And they're 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 waking up to the fact that, you know, the world is changing. Yeah, uh, the internet is 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 offering a lot of options for people like me, and uh, I'm yeah, and I'm I'm just doing my path, and I'm going on on my path, and I'm success. You know, I'm I'm rel- you know relatively successful. Yeah, in, in- you and I are in the top one percent according to you know in the right. U.S. top one percent earners. I mean, that's yeah. People can say what they want, but it is it is it is an accomplishment and, to be proud and look, of. Like you know, I. I, um, you know, I, you know, they, they would have paid for my college. And I think that's what they were so passionate about is like, we'll pay for you. Like, just go. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Like, I don't want you to pay for me. Like, this is not 
like I'm a, mm. you know, obviously I get big in investing and ROIs and I'm like, like, I would rather you keep the money for your retirement, you know? Damn, and, that's real. And, that's real. That, like literally. And because that's why I was, uh, why I started working so hard is because I mm -hmm. saw my parents work their ass off. And I was like, what does your like, mom do by the way? I don't think I knew that. What does she do? Uh, mom, my mom works for an, uh, uh, acupuncturist. Nice. So she she used to be a nurse and she used to be a uh, NFL cheerleader, but now she's oh a, you know, whoa she, she, that's cool yeah yeah so wow. uh, she used to do that. my mom's and... a co uh, collegiate uh, gymnast wow yeah yeah I didn't yeah. know that about us okay so so she oh. used to do that and then now she she just works for an acupuncturist um nice but my you know my my dad works really really hard too I mean he he does radio for the Cardinals and then he's a uh, salesman for the uh, for a radio out, out, out here, sports radio wow. out here. Um, I'm surprised you didn't just, go into that lane, given that your book yeah. is sports. But you did do yeah. hockey for a while. I did. I did do sports. I felt like, um, you know, it was interesting because I, I did sports and I love sports, right? But, like, <laughs> um, I love numbers. I love numbers because it's, it's, you know, there's only one answer. You know, two plus two <laughs> equals four. There's no five, two, it could be this, it could be, like, it's a, you love it, certainty, it, and, I, and it's and it's solving problems. I love solving problems, mm. um, and so numbers were really big for me, and that's how I got into like business, and then and then personal finance, and then that led me to my passion of like young teenagers and 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 uh, uh, adults not knowing you know basic personal finance, uh, mm. and so that's when I was like, I don't want to be a smartass and bring this up at the lunch table. I can make TikToks about it, and if they see it, if they like it. You know, awesome. If they don't, then that's their problem. Um, I see. Yeah. And that's the so, angle I kind of went at it. Walk me through, man. A lot of people have this moment in their life, and you already know about mine. We've talked about this a lot. Walk me through your biggest setback or one of the ones that stands out and how you use that to fuel your comeback. Oof. Oof. This is a great question. Oof. Let's go there. Um, so it was, it was during COVID. Uh, right at, uh, During COVID, Around August of 2020, um, I got in a heated argument with my core group of friends in high school, um, and I just didn't, I didn't like where I was. I didn't like the relationship I had with them. I it just wasn't the right environment. And so, <laughs> a part like something in me just said, delete all your socials and hey. just focus on you. And 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 I did, I did have a little prove them wrong in me. Yeah. Um, that's why the poster right behind me, success is the best revenge. It's one of my favorite, uh, uh, posters because you know, that's the feeling I had. I they, had like these motherfuckers, they just, you know, they took advantage of me. They're not the vibe that I want to be around. I know I could be better. You know, I could be doing this, 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 but I'm doing this, this, this. And so I took a month and I got really obsessed with, uh, with just money. And, yeah. and I knew that like, okay, majority of millionaires are in real estate, but I couldn't be in real estate because I wasn't 18 and I didn't have any money. So I was like, what could I get? What could I get into to get money before I turned into 18? Before I turned 18, because I had a year. I was like 17 at the time or it might've been 16. I don't know. Um, and and I I saw e-commerce and dropshipping. So I got hard yeah. into that. And then, you know, just said, screw it. I need to just start this, get some reps in, mm. even if I fail. Um, and so I had like a thousand, two thousand dollars saved up from the years and birthdays and everything. And I was just like, let's do this. Um, and I just, that's what, that's what really fueled me. And then I come back a month later, you know, to kind of, cause I thought that we were still tap. friends. 
to yeah. temp check and, and they wanted nothing to do with me. And so that fueled me any more, even more mm. and more and more and more. And then I was like, um, you know, I, my e-commerce and all these side hustles failed. And then I got really obsessed with money, personal finance. Mm. And I knew that they didn't care less about money and not just them, but everyone at the school. Right. Like, that age. Yeah. And it was like scratching forks on the chalkboard when I would go to school and they're like, Hey, where are we going to go eat after school? Hey, where are we going to, like, did you buy the new, uh, new game? Did you buy the, the new sneakers, the new shirt, this, that, oh, I got the new AirPods that came out. And I'm like, you don't even have a job. This is your, (laughs) your, your parents' money, you know? And that, that, that got me so frustrated where I was like, all right, I need to post content on TikTok, but I was so insecure and fearful of what they would think of me. But I said, screw it. Those fears and insecurities are not as important as the impact that I want to make. Right? And the so money. The, yeah, and the money, right? But like I wasn't I didn't really care about the money because I didn't know how I could make money around just making content around making mm. money and investing money. Um and so I didn't really worry about making money. I worried about I, like I didn't worry about it, but I focused on the impact that I wanted to make, especially gotcha. on them. You know, and so uh that's when I started creating content and then that mm. obviously blew up and it kind of like shaped itself. Um What was the so first that, blow up iteration? What did that look like? Uh, it was actually the second video. Second video oh. was like, yeah. So it was like simple shit I believe every teenager needs to hear and do right now that'll change your life, trust me. And it was like, number one, get off your ass, get off the video games, and go make a name for yourself. Number two, get financially literate, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, stop worrying what you're, what people think because when you're 90 years old on your deathbed, you're not going to be worried about what Jerry said at when you were 12 <laughs> or whatever. Something like that, you know, and it and it fueled the fire for a lot of teenagers. They were, you know, I got a lot of comments that were like, you know, you know, oh, just you know, what about living your life and living teenage life, blah blah blah. But yeah, there was a lot of video, uh, a lot of comments of people saying, you know, needed this, blah blah blah. So that that post got like four hundred thousand views, um, and then I got really obsessed with the virality. So I got, you know, I researched a ton about like what makes a video go viral, and like right. I really just did a lot of due diligence. And I would just be making videos left and right just that yeah. went viral. But it was like top three podcasts that will change your life. Top three podcasts that will make you laugh. Like it was just viral content. I was just literally cool. just chasing views. And then I got to a point to where I was like, wait a minute. I'm posting content that I want to make, which is like me talking about personal finance and beliefs and motivation and discipline. Right. And it's not even getting over two, 3,000 views, but I'm posting this little trend and it's getting millions of views. Yeah. I either keep doing this trend and just in, in sacrifice my mental health that because I just don't like doing this and I don't want to be known for this or I bite the bullet and, and create content around shit that I actually want to, you know, be known for. Mm. And so I did that. And so for two, three months, you know, all my posts weren't even getting like over 5,000. And then I think the algorithm really started to catch up with this new style of content. And then boom, the co- even the videos of me sitting in my chair like at night talking about financial literacy or basic things mm-hmm. i mean one of the videos is is pinned at, at the top of that account uh you know would get like hundreds of thousands of views yeah and now i knew that you know people were were interested in me and what i had to say and not just a trend and so and would that you knowledge... advise other people to do it that way start uh, with general viral and then more specific or no no I would mm-hmm. say more specific first because yeah. the last thing you want to do, you know, I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way of chasing virality and putting myself in a box I didn't want to be in. Yeah. And I had the discipline to get out of that box and bite the bullet 
even though I've gotten videos that have 5 million, you know, not a lot of people could do that. Not a lot of people can get, um, can number one, get a lot of views, you know, on a yeah. lot of videos, millions of views. But number two, you didn't dance either. Opposite. No, 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 no. But number two, <laughs> <laughs> number two, go completely opposite of that and create a, create hundreds of videos that won't even get 5,000 views. Yeah. You know, not that takes discipline. That takes, you know, uh, it, it just takes, persistence and just keep doing it grind yeah. um and i would literally only do it for that one or two comments that were just like needed this great value why doesn't this why isn't this viral boom 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 boom, boom. Yeah. um and so i would recommend and that's why i always like recommend people like my clients like go like create content that you want to be known for and that you would be willing to create long term okay you know because the last thing you want to do is chase views put yourself in a box that you want don't want to be put in and then because if you go viral for something your audience <laughs> is going to expect more of that thing and if you're not willing to provide more of that thing, then you're going to burn out. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, and, I'm really glad you taught me that, bro. Yeah. That, that my first viral video, I just said, y'all sleeping on LinkedIn? And I'm glad it was that and not some other weird shit. Because, yeah. Because otherwise- my, vice, my first viral video on my Coach Stone account was, TikTok is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, it I was remember very that, similar. It was, just, it was just TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, thousands of people are going viral, building businesses, da 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 da. Yeah, you know, they don't even have ta half your talent, skill, knowledge that you can bring to this platform. Yeah. And you and also have this, you've mastered the art of ruffling a little bit of feathers. Yeah. Creating that division. Talk to me about that because that was what got my breakthrough was the little bit of ruffling of feathers. Yeah. Is that a strategy? Is that a, like, what is that exactly? It, I, I think it's, truly comes down to perspective putting yourself in the perspective and the perception of your audience and like what their experience is with the existing content that's already out <laughs> so that way you understand how to make a unique angle and how to rough those feathers because if you don't know where those feathers are or like how they how they um like react to certain things then you don't know how to trigger it and I so see. i knew that you know, people just thought TikTok was one of these, you know, go viral, like it's going to come and go, like it's just another Instagram, Facebook thing. And so I wanted to like really make make it known that this thing is here to last. And yeah. if you don't take advantage of it, you're you're dumb, like you're stupid uh, because 18 year olds, 15 year olds are out here taking advantage of it. But yet you are still complaining you're doing your nine to five when you could be creating <laughs> content and being your own boss. And so that, but I also like wanted to inspire at the same time. You right? just triggered so, me, bro. <laughs> so in a good way, because that's how yeah. I felt when you when I first signed up for your course. I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And and that's the same thing with my other account with personal finance too. It's like when a twenty four year old, twenty five year old realizes that they're fifty thousand dollars in debt, and I come across their screen, and I'm like, "If you have any sort of debt in your twenties." is your fault oh. and this is what you need to do and then they're <laughs> like fuck he's right i need to do this i need a budget i need a you know bubble bomb whatever right so yeah. um i think it's just knowing your audience and 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 marketing to a ground level is just knowing people from billboards to benches to bus advertisements to commercials it's just knowing people how they behave how they interact and how you can position whatever you are positioning in a way to get people bought in emotionally. And when people are bought in emotionally or when you make people feel something at all, or let alone something special, 
then you can gain their attention. And from there, it's just, you know, staying consistent at it and leveraging it. Um, I, that's, that's, you know, shit I, I talk about with content creators and shit that I utilize. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do on a day to day basis. I just talk, I just posted a video on my stone Fredrickson account of like how Gen Z is fucked up because like (laughs) 90% of them, you know, report to be burnt out or like stressed out. And, you know, 40% of college athletes are transferring and, you know, oh, like, wow, I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. And, uh, I said, it comes down to one word accountability. None of these kids are going to, are, are keeping themselves accountable. You know, oh, I want more playing time. Like I should be playing. It's the school I'm going to transfer like, or, you know, I'm, I'm mm. getting benched. It must be the, the coach. It's like, no, you suck. Mm. <laughs> like you suck. Um, you know, and, and people are like. People got really, really triggered at that. They're like, you don't understand how transfer portal works or why players transfer. I'm like, because they want more money or because they don't know how to lose, which comes down to accountability. So, you know, it's, it's, it's facts, right? Um, and, and I really make sure that it's facts, but it's also, you know, shit that no one really wants to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Or no one wants to hear. You know, it's, it's shit that, but also sometimes that people want to hear, uh, Tate, Andrew Tate does this really well. And so does Donald Trump and a lot of like big voices is they talk about shit that maybe people don't want to talk about, but they say what people want to hear, but don't want to say, you know, you know, so that's, that's the other thing too, is like, so most people just don't have the guts to say this type of stuff. And so when (laughs) they see someone say exactly what they would want to say and what they would want other people to know they're going to share it they're going to save it they're going to comment say hell yeah yeah, dude keep preaching your generation needs more of this and that's exactly what people did on that post that's legit man as we wrap up we always do this tradition ask our guest this question fill in the blank for me good sir okay i love marketing because It impacts, it, 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 it impacts people. It, um, it influences them, you know, it, it marketing, um, and you connect with people, I think too. It's a, it's a form of connection, which I think is, is powerful in and of itself. Um, and not only that, but it's like one to many, it's not just like a phone call, you know, you can, you can market and you can connect with people at scale. The fact that I could post a 30 second video and connect with 5 million people internationally <laughs> is incredible, is incredible. Um, you know, whether I'm, whether I'm marketing myself or a product, like it doesn't really matter. I'm, 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 I'm impacting, I'm, I'm connecting, mm. which I think is super special. And I think we need more of, and especially this day and age. Definitely. Definitely. Man, I hate it when guests come on and. You know, like when you're on a show and they're like, so tell us where you could find your links. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that shit's corny. So I'm going to do it for you because I, I respect you and I know your shit. So listen, I've been in, in Stone's course. His name's Coach Stone, Stone Frederick Singh to be exact. And let me tell you, I was a skeptical motherfucker. Okay. Cause I don't believe it. I didn't believe in TikTok at the time. You know, I didn't have a big Instagram or any of that shit. So I was just like, mm, I'm going to stick to LinkedIn. That's what I know. And then I get in the program, and I think it was like week five, bro. And my shit just started booming. I was like, 
oh shit, this is real. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I every anytime someone says TikTok, oh yeah, Coach Stone. Oh yeah, Coach Stone. Oh yeah, like I think I've referred, bro, I referred you a shit ton. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, and it, basically, if you're if you're skeptical like me or like I was, and you don't believe you can make money on TikTok, because I made some money, I made some real money. I think it was like twelve grand I made, and so. Dude. What you want to do is go ahead and use this thing called Google. We all have it. You're going to type in Stone Fredrickson TikTok coach. And what you're going to do is go through his Stan account, which is a Linktree-like uh, website. And you're going to look at all the great things he has from programs, courses, all that good shit. But do yourself a favor. Don't DM him if you ain't got no goddamn money. Be respectful of the craft. Know that he can help you. But it's going to, it's going to cost a little bit. So come correct. He'll help you out the same way he helps me. And I'll also put some of his links in the, in the show notes too. So stone rock with you, brother. I know we're going to do lots of more great things, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thank you, it. Champ. Appreciate you so much, man. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the setbacks to comebacks podcast. We'll see you next Monday. Mm-hmm.